we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club, and we got a special guest in the building. The queen, the legend. Erica Badu. Welcome. Ooh. Good. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Icon. How are you? <laughs> good morning. I'm good. I see you on the cover of Vogue. You saw me? Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> Celebrating 25 years in the business. It, it, it confused me, though, because it said second coming. I'm like, second coming? That's what I said, too. Yeah, you've been here forever. <laughs> I know. I haven't, haven't left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maybe there's something they know that we don't know. Mm. What do you think that is? Some kind of reemergence or something. I'm going to take these out. Did everybody see them? <laughs> <laughs> That's some freshwater pearls and Kyrie shells. You understand. Come on now. Okay. So. Take the grills out. Got them. There you go. Mm. You know what I love about that? It's, Put it's on this very clean, sterilized table. There you go. It's so spiritual, but yet still so down South Texas. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, um, I don't know what they mean my second coming, but mm -hmm. I, I'm honored to, to be on that cover, you know, recognized in a, a world that I cherish so much. You know, mm. art and creativity and style. That's really cool. Really cool. Do you feel like they be trying to interrogate you when they have those, like, uh, conversations with you for those covers? Like, they really want to get in the mind of Badu? I don't know what they be trying to do. I'm impenetrable. Mm. 
when it comes to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I usually guide the conversation to, you know, talk about the things that I think the people should should hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I got a chance to see you out, outside the country. You were uh, we were staying at the same resort hotel and uh, got a chance to see you perform. Why are you telling all her business? <laughs> she was performing. <laughs> she was performing. Legally, oh, she was okay. performing. Okay. Legally, she was, okay. she, was, yeah, she was performing. And I, you know, people. I, I I'm not gonna say people, but I forgot how many hits and records that you had. Like the amount of time you were on that you stage. You think I do the Super Bowl now? Oh, come on. You can Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. What, and people in hope? Would you do it? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. They but, ready for that? I can see those headlines. They'll, they'll act like you've cast a spell on America. <laughs> <laughs> but I was That's say, what they meant. But the fact, the fact that you had youngins in there all the way to uh, at that thing, we had, it was like 65 year olds and everybody, the, the music transcend. Are you ever surprised with the, the demographic of fans that you have because it was young 21 year olds that knew every words and then it was 65 year olds that I knew think every... I think that the people our age and older resonate with the music and the people who are younger like Puma's age group the 18 to 30 they resonate with the words with because that's I think that's where we are right now as mm-hmm. a culture mm-hmm. moving forward in our spiritual uh, understanding so I've been waiting for them to grow up You've been waiting for, waiting for a minute? Tell somebody to talk to. Okay. No, that makes so much sense because when you hear a lot of these youngsters talk, the spiritual journeys that they're on, you yeah. created the soundtrack for that years ago. Somewhat, mm-hmm. yes. I think so. And now you're so fashion forward. How much luggage do you have to carry when you're on the road? Between like the hats, the, the outfits, walking through the, the jewelry. <laughs> you have so, I'm like, I'm like, how does she carry all that? Queen of Sheba. Cattle, gold, trunks, concubines, fans. I have everything walking through the airport. And you feel like you have to show up for every show. Like people expect this. You can't just come with a... There's, but you know what? There's something people have to know about why I have all of these bags. I have the bags because generally people have a makeup artist and a hairstylist mm-hmm. and wardrobe mm-hmm. and costume. I, I do all of that myself on the road. So I carry each production with me. So if you see me and I have all that stuff, it's for a reason, you know. I I seen you pulled up and it was like uh, Erica Badu's truck is here, the, uh, the the car is here. I was like, all right, let me go out and meet her. And when it opened, it was just bags. I was in one of the bags. She was in one of the bags. She told she told us she the bag lady. This bag lady. Nah, she was in the, in the next one. I was like, goodness gracious, a lot of bags. How no it, cap. How did it feel after twenty five years? Though, has it felt like twenty five years in this game? Kinda. I I just. I don't really have a great conception of time, as you all know. Mm. Uh, kind of, sort of. I, I could say now I'm going to be 52 on my birthday. Whoa. So wow. I could say that. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. I could thank you. I know I look like a child. Yes, you mm-hmm. do. I didn't realize how much. <laughs> you know, you see the pictures of you and Puma, but when y'all see, I'm like, y'all could be sisters. We could be. But yeah, I don't know. But at 52 now, I see how fast it went. Mm. And when you get to be like 52, we were past middle age because what what do we live to, 80, 80. 90? Mm-hmm. We were middle age at 40. Mm-hmm. So when you get to about 52, it's kind of like it didn't really go that fast. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to really waste time on the things that you had to because you don't have to anymore. So it should be smooth sailing from here. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know who's a fuck boy and a fuck girl. <laughs> you kind of like play the cards like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I look at people like you and Queen of Fool, I just be like, you, you can't even say how old you are. You really do have to say, so how, how young are y'all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Queen of Fool is amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah she, she was, was up here yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and I think about your music, and I feel like you've been prophesying so many things that we are currently witnessing. Do you ever look around sometime and say, I knew it? I was right all along. Yeah, I knew. That's why I said it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What you drinking? This is apple juice and water and the herbs I drink every day. Mm-hmm. Bladder rat, sea moss, astragalus root, um, and omega-3s with a little bit of magnesium. And what's that good for? Your immune system? It's every- good for everything. Everything? Yeah, I'm trying to hit all of the points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I also have some bad habits. So this is how I keep. 
balance it. What's your bad habits? I like can't what? really tell everybody right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eating habits, bad habits? I my stomach. I heard growling. that stomach. I heard stomach, stomach growling. Concrete. <laughs> How long you been fasting? <laughs> Jesus. Three days? I can tell that wasn't no regular stomach ground. <laughs> it just wants to be a part of the interview. Yeah. It's like you lying ass, not what we did. Now yeah. how often do you fast or in uh, detox if you do? Every Friday. Every Friday? Yeah. So Friday to Monday you fast? No. Just every Friday. Friday twelve to twelve noon midnight to six PM. Why Friday? I just picked a day, mm-hmm. you know, that I thought I could remember and handle, and I've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What gives you the most purpose nowadays? Is it music? Is it performing? Is it being a doula? Is it being a mom? Like, what is it? Hmm. What gives me the most what? Purpose. Joy. 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 Purpose. I think loving myself in a different way mm. you know i like my alone time because i've i've spent so much time with everyone children you know and in relationships and things i'm enjoying my my time right now what do you what do you do by yourself is it meditation is it watching fuckboy television like what what does what how do you enjoy yourself television? reality tv and stuff like that like oh, what do you do okay then? i rest and i walk around the house and i make things and I look in the mirror and I get in my sauna and I braid my hair and I, yeah, I just do things, me things, you know, so I can be me, mm-hmm. you know. And what is it about the sauna? They tell you that you, you enjoy the sauna numerous times a day. What is it about the sauna that? I do all day. Uh, that heat really um, warms up the organs and the cells and the toxins, as you know, you know, come out in the in the sweat, and mm-hmm. then go right into the shower and go back. You know, it's just a detox. You're detoxing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've always shown like so much confidence, so much poise, so much strength, and I, I love when you say you. you Did you look- say strength? I'm you know, from the South, oh. South Carolina. Okay. But you, you talk about looking in the mirror. Has there ever been a time ever where you looked in the mirror and didn't like what you saw? If I did something that was not not good, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm hard on myself. So even if I think something about somebody that ain't cool, I'd be feeling guilty. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I have, you know, looked and like, that's not cool. You said if you think about something negative about somebody, you feel guilty? Uh, yeah. I, I think they can probably feel that at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, energy is transferable. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, what when people reach out to you to be a doula, how do you decide if you're going to do it or not? Is that based off of energy, based off if you know somebody? How how do you decide yeah. that? Because I'm it's, sure a lot of people reach out. It's, you know, knowing people and, and you know, meeting somebody. You said it exactly right. It's the energy of conversation and what's going on. And when you become a doula, how hands-on? You gotta give Erica some time between these questions. I'm sorry. She she be feeling things through. You I'm know sorry, what I mean? I'm you, sorry. I'm she's sorry. excited. I know. I feel I like you come excited. I feel like we cutting off the thoughts. You gotta let her just. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's know? all right. It's all good. So he can probably finish his sentences. You know. <laughs> this point. But I was asking when uh, when it comes to being a doula, how hands-on are you? Because you know sometimes uh, you know it might be in a different state, a different area, a different zone. So so how yeah, do you? Yeah. So. My doula services start from the the beginning of the pregnancy, you know, maybe the third month, and we go through a nutrition plan, meditation. If there's something that needs to be smoothed out in the relationship, if they want to share that, we do that. The fathers are also pregnant, so I talk to them and we'll counsel and we, you know, build altars together or whatever it is that the person needs. And we build a birthing plan we start the exercise regimen, um, just whatever we need to do to clear out the way for those babies. Because mm-hmm. my contract is really with the babies, mm. for them to come through and the parents be in harmony and the room be the way that the parents want it to be. Just mm-hmm. everything. It's a really important ceremony. So maybe one of the biggest rituals, you know, that we'll have mm-hmm. besides going the other direction. And I do that too as a doula. I what's the, what's the other direction? Death? Uh, yes. 
I didn't know they had deaf doulas. Yeah. What what does that consist of? Same thing. You are, especially during the hospice period, Mm -hmm. you are gathering family members that they haven't seen. You are making sure that they are happy eating or drinking or reading their favorite things, listening to Richard Pryor, whatever it is they want to do, Mm -hmm. praying, depending on what they believe. Because no one knows really where these beings came from or where they're going. Mm -hmm. But it's important to me that the breaths are easy during the transition. Mm -hmm. You're breathing easy. The room is easy, you know, so that you can be prepared for the next day. Mm. Mm. When you said the, the daddy's pregnant, what does that mean? Like... There's an invisible umbilical cord connection that that I find generally between the, the the wife and the husband or the mates. He gains weight. He gets moody. He starts to change. He starts to crave other things. Could be other women. Could be freedom. It's just everything changes. So everybody's going through this process. And I find it uh, comforting to have someone that understands what you're going through to help you make the right decisions during that period as a man. Mm. When you when you do the, the doulas for the transition, what, what kind of energy is exchanged in the room, you think, between you and that person, uh, if any? A lot, maybe. Usually I'm trying to be like water, like, like Bruce Lee says, you know, once I get everything the way it should be, I'm in a corner, like, waiting to see what the next thing is. And sometimes I'm at the forefront when the um, person doesn't really have a lot of family. We're reading. We're reading. We're watching their favorite show. We're watching Steve Harvey. We're laughing. We're massaging the feet, you know, combing the hair, braiding the hair, sometimes brushing the teeth if they can't do that. Mm. Sometimes you get to a point where you can't swallow. So I'm t- walking them through a breathing ritual that makes it more comfortable for them. How difficult is that for you? Um, not very difficult for me. And that's why I decided to be the welcoming committee and the ushering committee because the first time I did it was with uh, Stickman's first child, him and his mate, Afia. I was I was just friends with them, and I happened to be at her birth, and that's when I kind of knew, okay, because I had just had seven a year before. And I just kind of knew I could, I can do this. This mm-hmm. is something, you know, and I'm always looking for to be of service in some kind of way. So that's when I started studying and taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Channeling information and things like that. I feel like you've been doing that. Like, like you, that's why I was even talking about your music when I said the thing about how you've always been prophesying things. Channeling. Yeah, yeah channeling. Downloads. That's how most things come to me. Did that, did that hinder you when you was younger? Because I'm sure that you saw things other people yeah. didn't see. Yeah, definitely. You know, the energy is so great sometimes in numbers when people don't really understand it or could be intimidated by you or any of those things, envious mm-hmm. of you even. Um, sometimes the energy is too big when it's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I can handle one or two, but when it's a lot, maybe the energy gets a little big so as a child it made me dim my light or pretend that I was like everybody else Mm. you know to make it easier for me when when did you start sharing your gifts Uh, I always did but around groups of people it's easier to just kind of blend in a little Mm -hmm. bit Mm -hmm. I don't find that a bad thing to do especially if you're aware of it yeah importance of family you know one thing dealing with all these artists and meeting all these artists yeah. you see who's close with their family and then you see who's really close with their family right, right, right. and i've seen you around your sister your, your daughter your mother your, your whole family yeah. how important is that because you seem like you have them around a lot that's what i do it for i do all this for them i don't really need nothing i just like collecting shit you know it's for them you know and they would do it for me each of them you know, so we all travel together. We've been all working together for the last 26 years. My grandmothers were my accountant and publicist. Uh, oh, wow. At a point. Mm-hmm. They passed on now. Um, my mom was the governess of my house, the caregiver for my children. 
my sister sang back up with me for 10 years, and now she is my partner, my company. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best friend out there called Chris. We've been friends since we were in high school. Um, he is my partner in my merch company. Um, yeah, it's just so big, Mike. You know, we just, I keep the same people because it's easy. You know, we trust each other. And they look out for me. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing some, it's good to have like an asshole checker. And your family, <laughs> your family's not scared of you, really. Right. You know, yeah. you know so. Who's the asshole check out at everybody you name? My mama. Yeah. She'll quickly. No, that's not it. Yeah. Do you listen when she usually does or take some time? Sometimes, sometimes some pushback depends on, you know, if I haven't got it yet. Mm-hmm. What she's saying. She's usually always right. I love I love the quote about your mom. My mother was an improvement on, on her mother's design. design. Right. So I'm sure Puma is an improvement on yeah. her mother's design as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, what I see in a lot of parents, mother-daughter relationships, is the mother doesn't realize that mm-hmm. you still have the opportunity to, you're still growing. It's not over for you. If you have a, a daughter, you still have to keep going, you know, and the things that you know, you didn't learn before. You will get to learn them through your kid. Mm-hmm. And that's why how I see it going. You know, sometimes when you don't know that, it makes it difficult for both people. Because when the roles aren't really uh, played um, to the best that they can be played, then that's when conflict arises to me. Now you also, you got your own line of cannabis yes. coming out with Burner. How did you and Burner hook up, and, and, and how did that come about? I believe Burner reached out years ago, mm-hmm. and I just wasn't ready to to do that yet. But uh, we reached we reached back out, and uh, I said, I think it's cool. It's time to do that. And um, I noticed that there was no area in the cannabinoid world where women were uh, being focused on. Mm-hmm. So my focus in cannabinoids is women's studies in the body in childbirth, in meditation, in religious studies, and spirituality, casually, mothers, everyday people, and um, building a product line around their needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, is it just, is it flour? Is it is it edibles? Is it, yes. what, what is it, a little Both bit of everything? Flour, edibles, uh, creams, sprays, um, we're also doing mushrooms, uh, mushroom teas, a daytime tea and a nighttime psychedelic tea. Oh, I need some of that. <laughs> I need some of that plant-based yeah. medicine. So, right so, there. so break. Yeah. I've, I've never had a mushroom in my life. So break down the feeling of the psychedelic because I know that I'm sure there's some people that have never experienced that as well. It's, it might be a little different for everybody, but for me, um, it's it's ritual work for me. I never do it like it's in a group hanging out with people. It's something that I do alone. I do that in my long time. And with the mushrooms, that plant medicine pretty much allows you to see the things that you block out. You know, the traumas that you've blocked out come to the surface and you're able to see them. That's not necessarily a solution-based medicine, but it is definitely a a 5D uh, look at yourself completely some people would say why like why do i want that trauma in full face if i'm trying to run from it why do i want it why do i want to face to run from it well that means that you don't want that right now Mm -hmm. you know i think plant medicine finds people you know it finds people it finds you you know you've heard about it you read about it and you keep seeing it then there you go maybe that's how i feel about ayahuasca yeah for whatever reason i keep running from shrooms yeah. Like, but ayahuasca, I want, I'm I'm all in. I've been talking to a shaman. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, and I feel like I got to do it this year. Yes. I, I understand that because mushrooms is generally not a shaman-based thing. You know, the heroic dose of a five-gram mushroom intake kind of takes you to a place where ayahuasca does. Uh, you know, it releases the same amount of DMT. Mm-hmm. So, but what I like about what you're saying, the guided shaman meditation 
kind of gives you these guardrails if you've never done anything like that before because it can be shocking. It can be sad. But what I've learned is um, when I do ayahuasca, uh, it's different for everybody, Mm -hmm. but I find myself in these rooms, Envy, like you were talking about. Why do I want to go down this rabbit hole? Mm -hmm. Well, I find myself in these rooms, and I also find myself able to open my eyes, and I don't have to stay there. Mm. That's the lesson Mm. for me. And I take it in everyday life. When I get these thoughts in my mind, I'm able to now discriminate between the thoughts that are going to take me to this place and don't. And because of the experience I had with, they call uh, ayahuasca grandmother, with grandmother who told me, well, you don't have to stay in the room. You know, you Mm -hmm. balled up in the corner in there. Mm -hmm. Open your eyes. Get out of that room. Yeah. So I take that with me through life now. And people get different things. That's what I got, you know, from my experiences. Discriminating between thoughts that evolve you and thoughts that do not. Every Everybody I know that's done it, the one constant I hear is they all say they saw God in some way, shape, or form. Like I know, like my man, Neil Brennan, was an atheist, did not believe in God at all. Mm-hmm. He said he did ayahuasca, and he said he saw God. And they all describe it as either a light or a, a feminine energy. Grandmother, Grandmother. is what they call it. Um, It is like your highest self and protector is what it feels like. Mm. It's like one thing, like um, a being that you can trust more than anyone. And I would describe that as God, too. Mm. You know, non-judgmental. And don't help you, you know, when you're going through these hard things during the ceremony. There's no help. Mm. You know, you, you got to man up. You know, you got to see what you're made of mm. during these times. And I think that is what God is all about to me, too. So I agree. I, I'm not that... clairvoyant like that. I don't see things. But I definitely feel feel them. Really? Yeah. I feel like we, I feel like we can visibly see your third eye. <laughs> Mine? Yeah. You might can see it. Mm. But I don't visibly see any. I just feel feel things. My... My clairs are clairaudience and clairsentience, you know, feelings and thoughts and words. But seeing stuff, I don't see that. Oh, but okay, I get it. But you feel it, though. I do mm-hmm. feel it. Got you, got mm-hmm. you, got you. Mm-hmm. Got you. Yeah. How many times have you, have you done? I've had four ceremonies, five ceremonies. All in the same place, different places? Different places. I, I wanted to do it in this indigenous place. So South too. America is where I go. To do it, Sao Paulo. Like when I have a show there, mm-hmm. then I make sure that I make time for the healing work. How long does it take? What's the process it's an, procedure? It's an eight-hour journey. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> I really can't wait. I can't wait for you. No, I can't You're wait. Gonna, it's going to help. Definitely. And I still feel some of the effects from uh, an ayahuasca ceremony I've done two years ago or something, you know, really? I was still getting downloads of, oh, that's what that means. This, this, this. That's why I saw this person or that's why I feel that person. Yeah. How often do you share that information with the public? I've never. This is the first time. Oh, wow. wow. Because, no, I'm not talking about the information of, of, of you doing it, but the information, you, the downloads you get from doing it. Uh, rarely, because it's, it's a personal mm-hmm. thing, but if it's helpful, I will share it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think th- I'm more vocal now about this world, this 5D world right now than ever because I think that everyone is receptive to it, you know. So I feel, you know, more comfortable talking about it. You think because everybody everybody feels that we can, we're fully aware something else is going on. Sure. Like this is all yeah. a mirage. There's yeah. something else after this. I feel, like, I feel like during COVID and after COVID, it's like the curtain got pulled back. Yeah, well, that COVID was part of that, part of that thing. Uh, They say that we're moving into the age of Aquarius from the age of Pisces. Mm -hmm. And the age of Pisces was the age of, according to the theory of astronomy, the age of I believe. Now we're moving into the age of I know, which is, so it's the age of technology, where you don't have to guess, you can see. 
the matrix. You can mm-hmm. get downloads of things really quickly. So we've moved into that age together, and our children were born in this age. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we're in a different time, a different place. How much do you think technology helps or hurts? Because you use technology a I lot. I do. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. an analog girl in a digital world, so mm-hmm. I got to gotta use it. Uh, how much do I think it helps? Helps or hurts? I don't know. I see it as like I see any other entity or person. There's good and bad in it. And you use it, you know, how you use it determines whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like they can take things that are just pure and, and turn it into something else. Like I saw that when you and Puma posted your picture together. Yeah. We just have fun all the time. Mm-hmm. And Puma's um, collabing with a, a pants brand. Really cute pants brand. We do this all the time. But I don't know. People just, you know, I think people just kind of don't have enough to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> have enough shit to do. But, <laughs> you know, you're going to stop doing the shit you're doing to interrupt the shit I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have enough to do. And that's how I look at it. But it's okay. It's cool. It's, and we count on it, you know. It helps us sell the product. You know, it's free publicity. How do you deal with Puma dating if she's dating? How do you deal with she that? She is. How do you deal with that? I really, really like her mate. Okay. I think she she's on point. Like I, she's an improvement on my design. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as mature. Uh, I didn't have my boundaries in place the way she does. Mm-hmm. I think they good. I think she's cool. I think her father is, also thinks that the, the brother is a really good guy. Mm-hmm. So I, I, she's good, you know. She has so much to do. And I think each step of the way, she's making sure that she's paying attention. Yeah, she's a, she's definitely an improvement on my design, for sure. Mm. I was gonna ask, you know what, how did you move around a pandemic, meaning they wanted everybody to do certain requirements to get in certain buildings. And I know how you are about your herbs and what you drink and what you put in your body. So, and then uh, you look now, a couple of years later, you see so many problems with people, right? People having heart attacks like crazy. People are passing away like crazy and nobody knows to the reason why. So how did you move around during the pandemic? I really didn't go to many places. You know, I am the first uh, social distancer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it was it was based on my concept mm-hmm. but yeah I don't really go places and stuff anyway so it was beautiful to me and when I would go somewhere I would forget that oh we have to wear a mask we're in this world because I usually be in my world you know I create a, a world inside of my mm-hmm. my space and it's just always been that way for me so I didn't move around do you, do you stay away from people because you are such a sponge for energy? Like, because you feel so much? Probably. Mm. Probably. I'm figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Why I do that. Even now? Like, even at, at, why I stay away from yeah. people? Yeah. I'm, I'm saying you're just, you're still figuring it out. Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure there's more. You know, I, I've peeled back a couple of layers. Some more layers to peel back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't ever imagine a time where Erica Badu did not know who she was. I do know who I am. Mm-hmm. That's why I know I don't know things. Ooh, word. <laughs> the man that knows something. Knows nothing. Knows that he knows nothing. Mm-hmm. That's how I own and own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I know I didn't know shit then. Yeah. Did you always know so you were a healer? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, kind of. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. Since at what age? Nine, ten, something like that. That early? Yeah. And how did you know? Uh, the way people respond and animals and things. Yeah. <laughs> like how to respond? Like no, at nine, ten? No, I, I got energy like that in the house <laughs> at now. That my, early? My, like that's my four-year-old. Everybody, we all see that in her. She's a she's an absolute healer. Like she mm. does things my grandma does. Like, yeah. Just like the way I uh, nurture mm-hmm. rocks or a plain old rock means a lot to me. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of knew that. I guess for the sake of words, healer would be that word. 
Did you feel but, odd in school at the, because you obviously you were I'm a, different. I'm a, I'm a mutable person, so I I learned quickly not to put myself in in the line of fire. Gotcha. So I kind of mutate to how other people behave and learn that. Yeah. So I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't really do too much talking about these kind of things. Which is wild to me because you're a musician, right? So you have to, to talk and not talk always. to producers. And even though you play most of your own instruments, it was none of that? Well, when I was younger, I thought we were talking about that, you know, but I didn't become a singer until I was like 25. Yeah, I'm talking about when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. As a child? Yeah. Okay. How old is your daughter now? I got a 14-year-old, a 7-year-old, a 4-year-old, and a 15-month-year-old, but the 4-year-old is... What's the birthday? Her, she's a Libra. Oh, she is? Yep. She's a Libra. She was born in September? Okay. Yep. What made you jump just now? You felt some bad energy, didn't you? <laughs> you did a little bit, right? A little bit. Okay. All right. Don't worry. I did. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a little, you on point. Yeah, you on point. I saw you jump. You on point. Now, she did jump a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. Point. Bad got hot. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got, a, you got a book. Is there a book coming out in 2024 I keep hearing about? For me? Yeah. I might be. I don't think so. Am I putting out a book? Erica, I heard New America book, Part, New America part two? 2. Is that going to be the album or a book? Oh, no, no the book. Oh, okay, the book. Okay, that's going to be part two. No. Hmm. I don't know if somebody gave y'all some wrong information. Yeah, somebody gave us that what wrong it say? information. It says, you got a book Erica, on the Erica Badu album. A book on the Erica Badu album, New America Part 2, is coming in 2024. Maybe somebody else writing it. <laughs> you would have to do that one day, though, right? Write a book? Yeah. You keep telling me that. You should. I really enjoyed your book. I think, I think I'll get I'm so lazy. You know, I, I like doing things that come really easy for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and I do them well, and I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. You perform for two hours straight. That, that ain't that easy. It's super easy. You singing, running back and forth, playing like playing instruments. Ah, uh, it's easy. That's easy. Like this is easy for you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I think people should focus on. What's the most? What's the easiest thing for you? And find a way to capitalize on that. And, you know, we be trying to live each other people's lives and shit. What's the easiest thing for you? Mm -hmm. You know. That's why everybody all out of alignment now, because they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. They're doing things that they see other people do. Comparison, Find your gift. right? Comparison. Yeah, I heard. I, what's the guy's name? Um, Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. You know that? Mm -hmm. I hear him say things like, um, "The ego needs an identity, and the identity lives by comparison." You know, so we we can't help but compare ourselves. I think uh, somebody also said that when you're scrolling down Instagram, when you see a beautiful woman and you're a woman, you have about two minutes of depression that happens in the body. Really? Yeah, you get depressed a little bit for about a couple of minutes. So it, your body releases an enzyme or hormone, you know, that causes that. Well, what if you two are a beautiful woman? It still happens mm -hmm. for some reason because the body naturally wants to compare. Really? Yeah. Who has Erica Badu ever compared herself to? Because you were one of one. I am one of one. But you don't always know that. You know, we don't always know that. It depends on how we're feeling. Hormonally, we move up and down all day long, you know. I'm perfect, you know, but I don't know that. Mm. Yeah, all the way. Mm. Is that something you have to keep telling yourself? Yeah, like, yeah. I think we all do, you know. Healing is like a full-time and part-time job. It's happening all the time. You know, my daughter was and I were talking once about jealousy and those kinds of things. and mm -hmm. I told her, those feelings don't ever go away. Mm -hmm. You just learn how to manage them better and use them, you know, better. You know, but the feelings of those things kind of stick with you and, um, you know, like people say, it's not a journey of trying to get somewhere. It's a decision that you make. I'm going to decide to behave this way. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's because we're already here. We just have to decide. Mm -hmm. I'm going to behave like this starting today. You know? So. When's the last time you compared yourself to somebody? 
you personally? Uh, mm, compared to maybe, I don't know, in that kind of way. On Instagram, I'm looking down the thing and you see somebody's body that's cute or something. Mm -hmm. you, can, you compare that, you know, because none of us think we're perfect. I told y'all during window seat, I didn't think I had a great body, but I learned that I did from the responses. Can you imagine if they had social media back then? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when I see somebody, you know, with the ideal body that I think I should have, mm -hmm. you know, I'll compare that in my mind. What is an ideal body, though? You know, to me, it's athletic body. Mm -hmm. That's what I like because that's what I've always had. And as gravity comes in, you know, it's not the same anymore. Mm -hmm. It was athletic. Now it's athletic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had the young boys going crazy last year, though, when you was, you, you was twerking on stage. Who was that with? Was that with, was that with Megan? You was twerking on somebody's stage? That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. On purpose. I be trying to do terrible things, and then people say it's great. That scares me. That really scares me because it, you know, it's great. What do you mean? I don't believe you. You know, yeah, because I be trying to clown and shit. You know. So how did that impact you with your art? What? Like you said, you said you be trying to do things terribly. Do you ever create terrible art on purpose just to test somebody in the studio? Let me see if they tell me. I this. wouldn't say terrible art, mm -hmm. but like not putting a lot of effort into something. Mm -hmm. And then people say it's great. That's when you know, okay, this is not me because mm -hmm. I personally didn't put a lot of work into that thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what if your five is somebody else's 10? What, what? What if your five is somebody else's 10? It's possible because yeah. we're not the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, none of us are the same. So, so you do it. To be bad, not to be good. No, see, y'all taking it too far. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, at some point when I'm just doing something, like I write a song over some music, and then I don't think this is it. And then people will go, that's great, that's great. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe it, you know, because mm -hmm. it's not great to me. So, you know, that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you one of these questions that one of our uh, producers wrote on this list, just because I think it's a hilarious question. <laughs> Number 11? Yes. Read it. <laughs> you read it. You read it. Number eleven. I don't know why I'm reading it, but I thought it was funny too. I think it's hilarious. Okay. They said you still selling your pussy in the bottle. <laughs> it's in a box. It's in a box. <laughs> in a box. I am. Whenever, incense, whenever need be. Yeah. Incense. Yes. Incense. Yeah. Whenever need be, I do. How are you with your mate? Are you joking? Does your mate ever know when you when like you crack a joke and you're being sarcastic? I don't think so. I don't know. It was like he doesn't know if you. Joking or not, we can say mates. We can go across the board, you know, in in time. Mm -hmm. You have to have the same sense of humor with somebody for them to understand that mm -hmm. you're joking. Because there are few people that don't. We don't have the same sense of humor, so they don't never know when I'm joking. You know, I have a super morbid, dark sense of humor. You know, I laugh at shit that people are not supposed to laugh at. Word. Yeah. So. Some people know when I'm joking. Some people don't. So you have to have that real connection because they gonna you gonna laugh and they gonna look at you like you crazy. I really like having the same sense of humor and music taste. It's, you know, and everything else can be expand as long as you're working on yourself. We can have that, and that's enough for me. Mm -hmm. Because you know, as you're growing, we gotta be listening to music, and we gonna be joking. Mm -hmm. Those are the constant things. Mm -hmm. So I like having those two things in common. At the same time. And I don't like nobody making me question myself. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, damn, am I fucked up for laughing at that? <laughs> right. Yes. I think we laugh at the same thing. And mm -hmm. we get in trouble for it, too. Absolutely. All the time. <laughs> it should be funny, though. All the time. I can't, I can't look at him most of the time because we just start laughing at stupidish. And we used to get in trouble. Yeah. All the time. People always tell me, it's too soon. <laughs> is it, though? It's too soon. Yes, sometimes. <laughs> I, what is time? I don't know. You know yeah, you know, right. Like, so with tomorrow? Don't like, hit him with what is time. <laughs> That's how I be feeling. Like, what do you mean too soon? Like, yeah. And most of the time, we're not laughing at the situation. We're laughing at the absurdity. It's just heyoka. Heyoka mm -hmm. is a term coined by Native American tribes, like the Sioux tribe, for example. <laughs> hey, the reason I'm laughing now is because we had, don't worry, I'll tell you. I'll you tell talking you. about heyoka? No. Oh. We had a co-host today that was talking about 
Native Americans and Indian people. Man, shut up. And she just used a term that was so off. We tell that. We say that. We tell you tell off mic. Tell me in a minute. tell you mic. Tell me. Oh, later. Okay. Hey, Yoko is a term that describes a character in the village who does everything backwards. He rides the horse backwards. He purposely burns himself to so to make fun. He's like the jester or the joker. But he's the one who tries to make people not take things so seriously. Gotcha. Life and death, you know, and birth and tragedy, you know. So he makes the joke out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm super heyoka. So people don't think that's funny a lot, you know, the things I say. But I'm I'm trying to that's make you know. it lighter mm-hmm. and that you don't take it so seriously. It's mm-hmm. okay. We're in one moment right now. Gotcha. You're that too. I'm 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes to my own, I don't know. I don't even want to say it's to my own detriment. I just don't think it's it's a gift to share with everybody. Right. That's what something I had to learn much later in life, though. It's tough, love, because mm-hmm. you you tell the truth, and you don't really have patience for anything in between. Mm-hmm. So that's Hayoka as well. Mm-hmm. Super gifted, but really impatient. You know, one thing we talk about with you, and and, and I love it. Like you've never allowed allowed yourself to be labeled. Like even when it comes to it, it comes to men, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So people always talk about your your baby fathers, but you like they can't ever label you anything. Like they don't do that with other women. Other women they'll put labels on. Oh, yes, lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Born on the right day, mm-hmm. you know. Is I don't know. I think if you're transparent, people shouldn't do that. Should mm-hmm. they? Yeah, I don't. I didn't know anything. I didn't know. No one would expect to have three baby daddies. Who plans that? Mm-hmm. But when those things start to happen, you don't stop living. You continue to grow and live and learn and make the best out of those situations and things. Who would want to do that? You know, in this judgmental society. Mm-hmm. You just fucked me up because I thought Erica Badu planned it. You did? Absolutely. Okay, well, I planned it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you Some I... part of me. It's got to be right, yeah. No, no. Let's let's be transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, for for my sisters out there, mm-hmm. um, we fall in love. You know, love is a chemical thing. We fall in love. Really, I think God make us fall in love just long enough to get pregnant, so that we could go ahead and procreate, keep the race going, and then that dies down, and then everything else is on you. Mm-hmm. Depending on your culture, next step is marriage. Or the next step is another mate. The next step is whatever. In our culture, the next step is supposed to be marriage. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't fit everybody. Mm-hmm. That doesn't fit me, you know. And and marriage is in the in in this country a culture. It's a culture. Mm-hmm. It's you're supposed to do a certain thing. So because we're all individual beings, everybody does not have relationship skills. Mm-hmm. Everybody does not. Um, know how to be a mate you know and we you- try you know but we're not taught that that's something that we're not taught how to do it's a whole culture built around it but we don't even know how to do it and it's the most important thing mm. yeah when did, did you re- when did you realize i don't have those skills you know you're not built for relationships not that kind mm-hmm. not yet mm-hmm. you know anyway i don't i noticed that i didn't have relationship skills when um the rules of those engaging skills is the man is the giver and the woman is the receiver. I don't, my body is not built that way. I like to polyurethane and climb trees and have cars mm-hmm. and work and ambitious and I'm ambitious mm-hmm. for my family. I am the breadwinner of my whole entire clan, my family. I'm the franchise. So that doesn't really work for the culture of marriage that we have. Uh, been taught you know it could be another kind of thing of course but this culture that has been instilled in our minds don't work for that and women who do have those kinds of desires and things are deemed too this too masculine too ambitious too that you want to be a man you want to what do you mean Mm -hmm. I just want to be Eric but it's changed a lot yeah it has to a certain extent, but not in that area. Because 
if you want to be chosen for a mate, you you really have to understand the culture of partnerships. There's a culture. Word. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing to work. That's why they call it hard work. You know mm-hmm. it. They call it work because it's not a natural thing for us. It's not a nat. It doesn't come natural for us to do some of those things that the culture of relationships requires. That's why we gotta work hard and make mistakes. And I accidentally did this or that because it's hard work. It's so wild because I think people look at when they think of you, they think of Erica is the woman that does what she wants to do and necessarily doesn't want to be in a long-term relationship. They look at Erica as like, this is what I want, and then I'm on to the next because that's how I am. I'm a free being, and that's how I feel. I don't think anybody would ever thought that that's what The free being it. part is right. I am very open. My heart is very open mm-hmm. um, to new relationships. It's open. I don't carry the, the fear and hate from the last one into it because it's something something else so I'm not uh, a planner as much that's how I also know that I'm not suited for the culture of relationships because it requires all these plans and things you know I am suited for the culture of entertainment though I can do that very well I know all the ins and outs of that and I've spent most of my adult life honing that energy and not giving a lot of time to the other parts. So you don't, you wouldn't necessarily want to work on the relationship part. Just wasn't in you at the time. No, I didn't want to at that time. You know, I just felt like if you didn't fit, I ain't doing it. You know, it doesn't work. So you can let go so, so easy, I guess. Cause I have to work afterwards, you know, the letting go part may be easy, but the work is the missing the people and you, you create these bonds together and yeah, it's, it's very difficult, but I like to do that in private. I'm not going to make it the guy's responsibility or nobody else's. But I know when there is time. The download told me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm glad you're here because I want to explore this with you because you said something, and I, I've been thinking about this. I feel like patriarchy is such a forced concept. Yeah. And I feel like people have to create a patriarchy in order to make men lead. I think if it was just naturally divine, it'd be a partnership. I just think the, balance the, more. it'd be more balanced, but the women are the natural leaders to me. And if you, I don't know if you've seen the cover, the new cover with Rihanna and uh-huh. and to me, that represents that in such a real way. It's, it is, it speaks volumes to ASAP Rocky's love for her, mm-hmm. you know, and for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to really love yourself as a man in this society that has done this number on you and beat you down to the point where you feel like you're nothing if you don't have some physical thing to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, you are an extraordinary human being if you have emerged out of that pool of despair. You know, it's, it's disparaging to have to feel like you are nothing if you don't bring something to this table in mm-hmm. the culture of relationships. Mm-hmm difficult. I have a son. So I would hate for him to have to feel like that and then result to insecurity and result to uh, envy of his mate and all that. You know, that's why I'm not suited for this culture of relationships, you know, because I don't believe those things. I don't believe my son to be in a box, nor myself, Mm -hmm. you know. Have you had problems with men wanting, with men, uh, Understanding that you know, you just are a natural leader. Yeah. 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 They was in the world I grew up in. Mm-hmm. So yes, I don't think they mean to. I don't think they want to. But this is the program, you know. And I also think it's a very innate thing for men to want to care for and take care of someone for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. You know. But the way that we think that they're supposed to take care of someone for the rest of their life is skewed obscured to me mm-hmm. um, can't expect somebody to be the strongest person and never cry and carry you across the railroad track and uh, that's a human being too you know mm-hmm. so and they f- feel like failures a lot when they don't do those things and can't do those things and they feel like 
inadequate beings when the woman makes $70 more than they do mm -hmm. or something like that. To me, submission is a very important thing in the relationship. And I think the person that submits should be submitting to the person with the mission, not a stronger person or the mm -hmm. male person or the female. Whoever has the mission, mm -hmm. and it works for the family, you know. And the woman can have more money, lots more money, but as long as a man has a mission, that's fine, you know, because if he wants to and needs to feel a certain way, you know, about it, then it's up to both of us. Not because it's the rules, it's because we care about each other. Mm -hmm. We're compassionate to each other's feelings and, what, and each other's needs. I know what you want and what you're trying to do. And there's no way I would poke at that or put you down because of it, like what you said earlier. Mm -hmm. Make you feel bad because your, your, your humor is dark. Mm -hmm. yeah. Would you have a problem submitting to somebody? Not at and all. That, no? No. I do. And there's a mission. You know, that's what submitting is about. But if someone expects you to be submissive in the, like in the culture, what the culture describes as submission is cooking and cleaning and bearing and doing all those things. I do all of those things too. But that's not all I do and only all I do. So. And you do it because you want to, not because. I do it because it's my responsibility. Okay. You know, it's my responsibility. I agreed mm -hmm. to do those things. Yeah. That's why I do them. The only time I've ever seen you like uh like really push back on double standards that exist is when they would age shame in you. I think it's so weird. I mean it is. It's, it's like Erica Badu fifty two goes to the store. <laughs> but if we're talking about you, Charlemagne, it, there's nothing in sight with yeah. your age. Mm -hmm. And that's just another that's part of the culture. Mm -hmm. It's the part of the patriarchal culture. They don't see it as age shaming. They feel like they are letting us know, letting the rest of the people know. You know, they're not saying you look good for your age. They're just saying you've aged, mm -hmm. and I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. You know, still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they do that even with with uh, who you might choose to date because yeah. you can be with young Miami. Yeah. It's no problem. Yeah. Erica with a young boy is. What is she doing? Yeah, it's just like that. It's. Because we're not supposed to, we supposed to be some pussy. Y'all can beep that out. But that's what we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And if that's all you're supposed to be, then they got to put an age on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Old pussy. Well, treat it like Kanye. New pussy. Treat it like wine. <laughs> it's seasoned. It's better when it's seasoned. <laughs> well, we know that. <laughs> yeah, we know that. But, you know, it's just weird how the, the world is set up because I don't see it. And I'm not programmable when it comes to that part. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a nonconformist. I'm not a feminist. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just awake. Mm -hmm. I can see awake, not woke. There's a difference. Both. I hate woke. I think woke people need to get some sleep. Some you know, people... because they're using woke as a as something to compare themselves to somebody else who doesn't know as much as they. That's not what woke is. Me and Georgia talked about woke the other day. What woke is is keeping your antenna up and paying attention to the things that are going around, along, mm -hmm. or going on in your life, mm -hmm. inside your body and outside. Stay woke, mm -hmm. you know. Is and it's just been obscure. We taking it back, you know, because woke is a is a necessary thing for people. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to be aware, mm -hmm. in tune, in alignment with nature and the things that are going on so you can not make the same mistakes. Yeah. Just a, a, a personal question. I just wanted to know. Yeah. Her time is what, precious too, I know, by the way. I know, I know. Precious. I just want to know what got you into DJing? Like what made, cause you know, you DJ shows now. She DJs arenas. What got you into DJing? I've been DJing since I was 14 years old. I used to skip school to go to this guy's house and DJ. Mm -hmm. And he would have like, five or six other people. They was all grown people. Mm -hmm. It was like 19 to 25. I was 14 and I would go over because I was really interested in DJing and I, and that's where I learned. And yeah, it's just been a love of mine since because I love music mm -hmm. so very much. Um, my uncles 
and my mother, my cousins. I mean, we are all music historians. Mm -hmm. We love all genres of music. It's our coping mechanism along with dark humor, mm -hmm. you know, music and humor. And that's the way I grew up. Gotcha. So that's that's comfortable for me when somebody has that same humor as your tribe. And mm -hmm. the same kind of understand for music. But I've been DJing a long time. I ain't new to this thing. Mm -hmm. I she knows the DJ arena. Thank you. She, she DJed my Queen's 40th, and that was <laughs> that was a vibe. We man. had so much fun. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew she was coming. My wife didn't even know. And when uh, Low Down Loretta Brown walked in the building, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Man, that was incredible. So thank you for that. Thank you. And we appreciate you for joining us this morning. Always, thank you so much. Man. This is so good. We're going to leave people confused. Why? No, we're going to leave them going to do some research. Yeah. Okay. Go. All right. Well, That's thank all. you so much, both of you. Anything else they need to know? Just that you guys are sitting in throne chairs. <laughs> and I'm in like a regular. <laughs> no, we got yours coming. Oh, you do? No, we, we got do. an extra one coming. We do. We do. You but are every... lying. I'm not lying. No, no, we do. But see, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm torn on it because I don't want. I'm not gonna let everybody see it. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, so you got one for the guests? No, special guests. Oh, no, I can, I, special guests. Special yeah. guests. Okay, cool. I like it. I'm really happy to see y'all. Happy to see you and too. I'm grateful to be here, and I'm grateful for this collab with Cookies. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's important. You know, for us to to expand and break that you know, that taboo mm -hmm. about women and, and, and can cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. So I forgot I had to plug that in. <laughs> no, we got you. We got <laughs> you. Early, We've been got talking you. about supernatural. <laughs> yeah. But I'm happy and I'm grateful to Vogue for recognizing, mm -hmm. you know, my love for fashion. Well, thank you. And happy early born day. Yay. Yeah, my birthday party. Would you like to close us out on a prayer or some positive energy? Absolutely. Let's a prayer? Yeah, let's do it. I, well, God, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> look, we don't do all the right things and we don't know all the right things, but we are so happy for all of the information that you have provided us. We're so grateful for Ma'at, that means balance. I'm grateful for running water and for clothing and shelter and buildings and partners to argue with and people to compare ourselves to and the mistakes that turn into our greatest lessons. We thank you and we don't take this opportunity to grow for granted. Ashe oh. Thank yes, you. Yes, indeed. The queen, the icon That's living. Right. Sarah Kabadu. That's her. And it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.